happening everyone welcome back to total football club my name is alex perez i'm joined as always by chris suede sir the group stage is now officially over in euro 2020 overall thoughts on this crazy good meh, group stage first of all how are you and second your thoughts on the group stage yeah how you doing alex i'm doing well how are you um yeah it was it was a great group stage um it it, it delivered uh, a lot a lot of drama a lot of goals a lot of memorable moments some great some not so great but um the, I, I would say the, the football that was played wasn't the best it wasn't like we saw a lot of attacking football during the euros but there were some great matches um that we knew going in we're gonna we're, that should have been good like you know, Portugal, France, and, and Germany, France, and, and, and Germany, uh, and Portugal. But I mean, most of the group are death. But they, 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 actually, uh, they actually delivered in those, in those big matches. So it was uh, a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. I, I second that thought. I, uh, I really genuinely think that this group stage was quite entertaining, and there was a lot of good things that we can highlight but there was definitely definitely a lot of bad things that we can talk about we'll we'll talk about the bad things later on in this episode let's start it off with our team of the group stage and now and we're not going to pick players and make like a, a fifa 11 or something like that we're just going to talk about the team that we liked the most the team that impressed us the most and i have a feeling that we picked the same side Chris, who's your favorite team or who is your, your best team of this group stage? Uh, the team that I got as team of the tourney so far would be Italy. Mm -hmm. I thought they played their socks off during that group stage. They didn't let a goal in. They controlled every aspect of every game they played in. They looked so good. They looked so astute defensively. I mean, I don't know how you could choose anyone else at this point. Well, I, I chose Italy as well, but maybe you can make an argument Belgium based on the perfect run that they had three for three, nine points. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne providing a completely different look for this team. Um, but I, I do think that, that the pick has to be Italy. And we talked a lot about Italy in the last episode. And I want to talk about them just a little bit more because there has been some news that Manuel Locatelli might be joining Juventus after the Euro. Um, and let's be honest, we kind of predicted that already in, in this previous episode. So it's not that breaking news, but since it's being reported by by other, other sources, then I guess we're right. Um, and something that I want to add... To, to that pick is that Italy is winning in style. They are beating teams convincingly. 3-0, 3-0, and then a 1-0 against Wales, but they were using a lot of the subs Italy was. So winning in style, changing their philosophy, 
being an entertaining team. Who would have thought that Italy would be an entertaining team? They're doing it in a style that we haven't seen from them before. They're the best team in this group stage. And surely they, I mean, you would be crazy if you don't think that they're going to go far in this tournament. Yeah, they look really tough to beat. Mancini, uh, at this point in his career, being the Man City boss and being in Italy and going to, going to Zenit, out in Russia, he just looks like he's ready for this moment. And they really look like a tough out right now. They're so technically uh, uh, superior to their opponents at this point. And it's going to be fun to see them against, you know, the big boys once they're, once this thins out. Um, but it, it just, uh, they, they, they look so good. And, and, and it's a welcome sight. I can't wait to see them in the World Cup after this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that would be something when once they get to face the South American teams, the African teams, that would definitely be something. But but this is, Italian team is so fun to watch. I'm gonna put you on the spot right now, though. How far do you think they get? Oh man, I think that's that's a really tough question. It depends on who they have to see to get there. Right now, they're facing Austria in the in the round of sixteen. So they 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 might have a, a good path to get to the final, and then once they're in the final, if if they do get to a final, then anything goes. But um, I think I think they make the final. Okay, I like it. I like it. Just just so we're aware, Italy and Belgium are on the same side of the bracket. So I think yeah. should they both win, they're in the, they they face off in the quarterfinal. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the bracket in front of me right now, but. That would be that's gonna be a crazy game. Should even they if, both advance? Yeah, even even if I think even if they got to, to see a Belgium, I think they might at this side, they might take Belgium out. And Belgium might be better individually, but as a collective unit, Italy looks very, very strong. And yeah. I don't know if Belgium I mean De Bruyne, don't get me wrong, if anyone can do it, it's, it's Kevin De Bruyne and Romelu Lukaku. And when they play together, they look special out there but italy just italy looks like they, they can take out anyone like they're really well positioned to to play these big teams and do and do well absolutely there's a real balance in this italian team whereas with belgium it's all very very heavy heavy on the attack and defensively they look really vulnerable so if you have to pick right now it's the Italians with that balance that they provide and that that attack and that gritty defending that, that would definitely see them out. All right, um, let's move on now to the player of the group stage. Who's your player of the group stage? I feel like there's plenty of people that we can pick, but I want to hear your pick. We might even have the same pick. Yeah, so I was going through like all the stats and like thinking like who should who who is contributing the most and, and and when it mattered and i was tempted to pick kai havertz i was because okay, he's been yeah. showing up really consistently for germany and without him you can make the case they don't advance but you gotta go cristiano ronaldo five goals to lead the the the, the group stages uh you can say this everything about kai that i've said with germany you can say with, with obviously with cristiano and portugal Without Cristiano, they probably don't make it. And you, most of his goals have been penalties. But, I mean, you sinking those is an art within itself. You can, you can see how um, players take it for granted 
and they think a penalty is automatically a goal, that's actually only true with certain players. And Ronaldo's one of them. And you saw that with Spain, with a good player and Gerardo Moreno. And yeah, it, it, it's it's not easy to score the goal. Uh, that's something that's a common, that's what I thought I, I thought was a common theme um, throughout the, the, the group stages. It's It may seem simple, scoring goals, but it's really not that easy. Like, scoring goals is still the name of the game, and uh, the teams that, that, that score the most are going to win. I know that sounds really simple, but that's <laughs> really it's, – it's really not that, 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 that easy. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Ronaldo. He scored in every game that Portugal played without, without him. He's, they, they, don't, they probably don't advance because Hungary – Really look up for it, and um, yeah, uh, if if that stays, we'll see. Because Portugal has a really uh, a tough draw. They they I know that they on their side. I, I thought they could maybe face France in the final. I think France is on their side on their on their um, side of the bracket. So they really got a tough uh, a tough path to to the final, even though they are stacked, man. Really, really liking your pick on Cristiano Ronaldo. And just to piggyback off of what you were saying, scoring a penalty is definitely an art. It's very difficult. And in a tournament where majority of the penalties have been missed, Ronaldo is sinking them, just like you said. And he's he's taking the opportunities and he is scoring. Can you blame him? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And And that's something that does bother me when people talk about Cristiano Ronaldo um they say that he scores a lot of sitters and a lot of penalties well yeah you got to be there at the right place at the right time he doesn't just randomly show up he knows what runs to make and he knows where to place the ball he the way that he shoots his penalties he always drives the ball but it goes so fast that even if the keeper guesses the right way it'll probably just slip through his hands or he won't be fast enough to 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 stop the ball um so yeah i i i like it cristiano ronaldo with his sheer presence is a ridiculous ridiculous player and 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 a huge a huge boost of confidence for for portugal this team that hasn't looked very confident throughout the tournament so ronaldo he's he's the reason why portugal is where they are at anything else you want to add about cr7 no that's actually a great point. You can even see when they were uh, playing France. Uh, as soon as they went behind, and I, I texted you right away uh, when that was going on. I was like, Port- "You got to tune in. Portugal's about to get about to get uh, knocked out of the final." Because we were debating which uh, which tie w- was better. Because Hungary and Germany were really going at it. And Hungary mm. look up for it. But how long did that last? Uh, 10, 15 minutes, and then Ronaldo got a penalty. I mean, Portugal earned the penalty. Ronaldo took it, but. That's it. Like he, like you said, he's a really boost. He's a great boost of confidence for that team. Even when they go down, they know that they can look to him, and he's probably gonna have the goods. So yeah, uh, I, 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 I double down. Ronaldo's definitely the, the player of the tourney so far. He thrives with with that pressure. No, no doubt about that. He definitely thrives. Uh, my pick for player of the group stage, Kevin De Bruyne. He missed the entire first game. He didn't play, and he missed the first half of the second game, the one that they played against Denmark. But you look at Belgium in the first half against Denmark, and then you look at them in the second half, it's a completely different team. Because in the first half, they were flat. 
Romelu Lukaku had to drop deep in order to get some of the ball, and he was slipping. He was he wasn't as successful as he was as soon as Kevin De Bruyne came in because that guy, I don't think he's ever made a bad a bad read, a bad choice on the pitch. I'm sure, obviously, he has, but <laughs> but it just doesn't feel like it because the impact that he has on the game is so big that it overshadows all the bad that he does whenever he does any bad. But he just does everything. He carries the ball. He picks out the the right pass, as I was just saying. He drags opposing defenders. He he exploits any spaces. He generates spaces. He scores. I mean, what, what else do you really want from a player? What else do you want from your star midfielder? He, he eases the pressure off of a Lukaku, off of a Hazard, because the players can just look over to De Bruyne and he'll be like, I got this. I can I can transition this team from defense to attack in a matter of a couple of dribbles. It's that it's that presence, just how I was talking about Ronaldo and how we were saying that his presence gives the entire team a boost of confidence. Kevin De Bruyne's presence gives a massive boost to this Belgium team in quality and in confidence because they know that no other team in this tournament has a player like Kevin De Bruyne. It's an absolute luxury to have Kevin De Bruyne on your team. And what he has been doing, that chemistry that he has with Romelu Lukaku, unbelievable. It's incredibly scary. If I was Portugal, I'd be game planning hard and trying to make sure that we get attacked on the side that Pepe and Nelson Semedo aren't defending on because good luck with that. Yeah, that's a a great pick. And that's... One of the names that was definitely on the consideration on my end, he's he's a beast, man. He's a beast, and he has that same confidence that um, that Ronaldo carries as well. And and it's all these top players have it, but I mean, De Bruyne has everything that you want, like you said. Uh, I mean, if you ask Jose Mourinho, he'd probably say otherwise, he because that's why he shipped him out of my club. But yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, it kills me, man. He's so good. He's yeah. so good. And he's he's now he's a leader. And since he's played with Pep, he's become like he was always like a, I I always thought he was his footballing IQ was up there. Like mm-hmm. he was it, it was you can see that he's an intelligent player. But since he's been with Pep, it's like he's a genius. He's he is he carries himself like a Perlo, but he's also like bigger and and he's he's a more of a goal threat. It's like man, what a player. Yeah, is there something he can't do? My goodness, he is just a very, very special, special player. And and the game is, it just slows down for him always. He's always five, six steps ahead of everyone. He knows what pass he's going to pick like two minutes before it actually happens. It's, it's actually quite, quite um, unbelievable when, when you see it. Even though you're actually seeing it in front of your eyes, you're like, is this really happening? Is this just a simulation? What? What's going on? Kevin De Bruyne is just on a whole nother level. And I can't think of many players that have the same impact that he has. I can think of three off the top of my head. We just talked about one a few minutes ago. Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, and Neymar. Other than that, who else? Just Kevin De Bruyne. That's it. He's up there. He's in that level. I believe he's in that level. And surely you, you do as well based on what you've said about him and the way that you've expressed yourself about him. But um, what other players would you consider in this in this conversation of, of best 
of the group stage other than Ronaldo and De Bruyne. I have a list of of a few here, but I want to hear what you what you have in mind. Yeah, um, you can say Romelu Lukaku. Mm-hmm. He has three goals. He's tied for second. Uh, he's looked amazing. Uh, he looked amazing without De Bruyne that first game as well. And he was coming off the news that his his boy, his teammate Christian Eriksen, had just suffered you know cardiac arrest the day before. But he's also looked so good with De Bruyne. He looks scary, and he's he's a monster, man. And and having them both of them on the field together with Hazard coming back to to, to I mean I wouldn't say back to health because he's he's had a bunch of little uh, nagging injuries, but coming back to his form because he looks. He looks at home in Belgium. He looks like he knows how to play with these guys. So having all of them humming to the same tune is just really scary to watch. Uh, I, I think it, it would take something like in Italy with their defensive structure to take them out because they look really, really strong. Uh, Belgium looks like they would put most most teams to the sword. So uh, Romelu Lukaku and then I would say also Patrick Schick. Mm-hmm. Patrick Schick is leaving, uh, leading Czech Republic, to, led him to the next round. He is, he's also tied for uh, second in for most goals in the tournament. He's taken penalties uh, for Czech Republic and Sankum. He's taken that wonder goal that we talked about in the first episode. Uh, he he looks he looks awesome, man. He looks like a really great player, and yeah, he's 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 another one that would be definitely uh, mentioned for sure. Yeah, well, the guys that you mentioned are on my list, too. And, and just to add to, to those players that you said, what about Genie Wijnaldum being a threat as a, as a midfielder, being a goal-scoring threat as a midfielder for the Netherlands? I think that that's something that isn't being talked about as much. And he's a big reason as to why the Netherlands have won all three games in the group stage. Um, the Italian guys, Locatelli, Spinazzola, too, um, even listen, based on what I saw from Verratti last Sunday against Wales, had he played against Turkey and Switzerland, he would be in this conversation because he hasn't missed the beat. He looked so good. He looks so good. And, and I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I just woke up feeling like I wanted to watch Marco Verratti and I followed him throughout the game. And I'm like, this, this guy's so clever. He's so clever on the ball. So I feel like he he would have been a, a great shout should he have played those first two games. But I feel like those Italian guys, Spinatola, Locatelli, maybe even Immobile, maybe um, Insigne. Jorginho. Um, Jorginho. What a tournament <laughs> he's having. He's having an excellent run, too. Um, man, the Italian guys, it's hard to pick one. It's hard yeah. to pick one, but... But I, I feel like the reason why we picked the players that we picked is because they are standing out a lot on teams that really needed their support. And then they balled out. Props to them. Yeah. Yeah. All, all those guys, the, all the, it's, tough, it's tough to pick. All these guys have been really, really instrumental for these teams. But yeah, it's, and they've been coming a clutch and, 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 the moments that they need them. So it's been really, it's been a joy to watch. I just wish there was more attacking football throughout the group stages, but mm-hmm. hopefully we get that going forward with um, the the crappie, the, the, the composition evening now. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, um, let's move on now. The goal of the group stage. Uh, are you going to get cute with your pick or are we going to pick the one that literally everyone 
is is picking. I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't been following what what most people are saying, but I, mine just the my favorite, the one that I I thought was the most aesthetically aesthetically pleasing and was also important to the match was Kevin De Bruyne against Denmark. Okay. I like yeah. it. I like it. I like I like that pick. I thought it was such a great team goal. They looked so good, and it was it was a really important part of the match. They needed that to come back and win the match. Denmark was inspired. It was the game after uh, that 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 what happened with with Christian Eriksen, and it was a really uh, uh, key key goal to, to to the match and and to their run. If they who knows what happens if they lose that second match to Denmark, and and maybe they don't win all three games. So I, I thought, thought it was definitely for me that was my favorite goal. But I'm interested to hear, it, is it Schick? Is everyone picking Schick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, dude. That uh, by the way, Kevin De Bruyne's goal, tremendous. What the, everything that you said, yes, yes, 100, yes. What a finish by Kevin De Bruyne, and we just talked about him, and that was an excellent team goal, and and it meant a lot for the game, and maybe for the tournament for Belgium. Who knows? But Patrick Schick's goal, I mean, is is there anything that's going to get close to the, the level of shock that we got when he attempted that? I don't think, I really don't think there's going to be anything that's going to get close in, in that, in the wow factor. I'll be honest with you, Chris, I've watched a replay of that goal every day since, <laughs> since it happened. I can't, I can't get enough of it. Like what? And every time I watch it, I'm like, why did he attempt that? And you know what's crazy? He he was saying like, you know what? I I wanted to to try that because I saw that the goalie was off his line a lot, and that's so crazy. Like he wanted to attempt it. This wasn't like ah, let's see what happens. No, he had already prepared it. So Patrick Schick's goal. I mean that that's gonna live in eternity. Probably maybe the best goal in Euro history. I might be getting a little too crazy, but um. It's it's just a ridiculous goal, and I don't think I'm I'm gonna get enough of that. But I'll tell you something really quick. I thought you were gonna pick Andreas Christensen's goal against Russia as your favorite. Oh, as your my favorite boy, one. my boy AC. Yeah, that was, that was sick. That was sick, and it, you can see what it meant to him. Uh, it meant to the team right after, and it, yeah. and it, I mean, it, it was so important to the team. So yeah, it, it was that was a great goal. He got it. He got it under. He said he was trying to keep it under too. I, I didn't know. At first, I was like, was he trying to 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 loop it and and he just hit it too hard? But it was it was it was a shot. He, mm-hmm. he meant it. It was sick. So oh, yeah, that's a, that was that's a definitely a great shot. But Schick, I mean, that goal was sick. That goal was sick. I think. The reason why, and don't get me wrong, I I, th- I thought it was a sick goal when it happened for for Patrick Schick, and the, the he had no right shooting that. I think that's what that's <laughs> what you what you feel when you when he shoots that. It's like holy crap! But the the there was a time that that it happened before to me against uh, when when I was watching Chelsea like years ago. It was Charlie Adam, and he shot it from like oh, yes. From like the, his half, like from their half, and it hit, and it went over Petrček's head, and I was like, I mean, you don't you don't catch Petrček unless it's, it's cleanly struck. So can you imagine like catching him off his line? It was insane. So yeah, I, I guess that's why I just feel like I've seen it before, but no, Patrick Schisko was sickening, dude. So the angle from behind where you see how he struck it, 
it's just there's no it's almost like there's no way that 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 went in and the poor goalie coming out of the back of the net holding that ball that that is like the most bizarre part for me that this guy was like he's like you know what let me just go in with the ball too why not (laughs) let me just get lost in here poor guy poor keeper i mean what what can you do? What can you do? I don't blame him for that. Because if your team is attacking, what are you supposed to do? Stay on your line the whole time? No. You you want to go out and surely you have to be fast enough to get back, but that was that was hit with a lot of power. Patrick Schick's shot was with a lot of power. And <laughs> it's just crazy. This dude had the balls to do it here. In, in this Euro, it, it, it's it's crazy. But, yeah, um, I think that's that's probably going to be the goal of the tournament. And I, I I do like your shout, though, about about Kevin De Bruyne. Christensen's goal was was amazing as well. Um, what about Luka Modric against Scotland, too? My goodness, oh, poor poor Scots. They 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 can't they can't they can't catch a break. What's an international tournament without a Luka Modric banger? Yeah, that's what I was. That, we take it for granted, man. Like that's another. That's that's a good. That's a good point. Like Luka Modric's goals. It's almost like when you when you see them. When I see them, I'm like, how the hell did he do that? Like, how does he pick the the, the corner of the of the of the post and just bang it in every time? And it, it's so yeah, important every time, too. yeah. And it's so important. So it's not like he's doing them, and it's like, oh, now that's five zero of Croatia. Like he's he's doing it like. To win these matches, so yeah, I think that's definitely those are probably the five best goals, no doubt about it. Like of of, of the group stages, man, Luka Modric, he's he. I I think I think he's inspired, man, more more than usual. Of course, if you're a professional, you have to be inspired. But yeah. there's there, there's something about this Croatian team. I feel like they want to prove that what they did in 2018 wasn't a fluke. We'll talk about them more in a little bit um let's move on now to the disappointment of the group stage and i'll start this off uh since i've been i i've been getting called out for this one um turkey is the biggest disappointment of this of this group stage um i was listen i was close to not picking turkey just because i didn't want to recall this this very tragic pick that i made um but I'll take it on the chin. I don't care. Uh, they were just abysmal. <laughs> Everything about Turkey was abysmal. There was the, there was no fight. There was no heart. Defensively, they were poor. And they were supposed to be one of the better defensive teams. They opened up their tournament with an own goal against Italy. <laughs> the, I think that dictated everything. That That is what started the downfall if there was ever a rise for for turkey but this team was just abysmal they were so bad they were so 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 bad and you look at the amount of talent that they have and you look at switzerland there's nothing special about switzerland you look at wales they're well they have gareth bale who turns it up when he dresses for wales so does aaron ramsey but they could have made it out of this group and they let it go. They they let the opportunity go. I, I felt like they really let the scoreline 
against Italy dictate what their tournament was going to be. And they just didn't they didn't bother to even show up for the for the other games. It was it was bad. I honestly think that their performance against Wales was worse than the one against Italy. Yeah, they they they're also my pick as well for for disappointment of the of the of the Euros. I I was tempted to go England as well. Mm. Just because England even though they, they lead their group and they they won all oh no, they drew one game against Scotland, but they won their other two group stage matches. They just don't look good. Like no, the there's nothing good have, about them. They just yeah, so biggest disappointment. I, I feel like England definitely has a shot for that, but Turkey looks so bad. Like Turkey hasn't didn't have possession in any of the matches they played. They didn't have a lead in any of the matches they played. They they didn't outshoot any of the opponents. So that like there was nothing there to like, and they have so, they have quality, man. Like you were I, you 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 made the pick. I, I liked it at the time because <laughs> so really, did I. <laughs> yeah, they really have quality. Like it's really <laughs> tough. I'm looking up the, the 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 manager now, and he's the one who led them to the to qualify for the Euro. But what do you do from here? Like he he they look so bad. So bad. So I, I'm. It's going to be curious to see if they stick around or with the attack, with the attacking and defensive talent that they have, if they go and make a change before the World Cup uh, qualifiers and and try to reboot. Because man, they really didn't look good. So let's 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 see what happens there. But yeah, I think Turkey has that locked up for biggest disappointment for sure. And if there's ever a time to make a, a managerial change, it's right now. It's right now because there's still some time for the World Cup and you still have a good amount of games to play in order to qualify to that World Cup. So if you got to make a change, you do it now. Don't do it three months before the tournament. Don't do it, uh, of course, unless you don't qualify. But if you do qualify or if you do want to qualify, you, the time is now. You have to make the change right now or else stick to what worked. Um I want to piggyback off of what you said about England. This English team, they're so dull. They're so slow. They're boring. There's nothing fun about them. The The only fun thing about this English team was the first 15 minutes against Czech Republic. That's it. They scored the goal, and then they're like, fuck this. Let's pack it in. You still have like 70 minutes to play. Why are you packing it in? Um, Harry Kane, again, he, he had one shot that I remember against... The Czech Republic, and it was saved. Um, there was nothing, nothing that, that that impressed me about this English team. I think, I think it tells you everything that Raheem Sterling is the only goal scorer that this team has had in the entire tournament, or throughout the entire tournament. Raheem yeah. Sterling, he's not even a starter at Manchester City anymore. He lost his spot, and he is your, he is your your best player, or not necessarily your best player, but he is the guy that is getting his name on the score sheet, that's concerning. To me, that's concerning because he's not even close to being the best player on that team. Yeah, they have... It, it's really been such a disappointment to watch them. I think so... Like you... Because I, I know you you, you you had them earmarked for a long run and they maybe mm-hmm. still... They, they, have a, they have a good path if they yeah. can beat Germany. I don't, I don't know if they will. But, man, this is... They look so for the attacking quality that they have, 
they look so poor. And yeah. he keeps putting out these really defensive lineups that is just so weird. If he finally switched it up uh, in their in their last group stage match and he put in Saka and he put in Jack Raelish and they, they livened up a bit, but I don't know, man. He's England, England. And they have so many neutrals that want to root for them. Like, I want to root for them. And I'm sure you want to root for them. So many people want England to do well. So many people want it to come home. Like, come on, man. It's it's at least die fighting. People, I think people will respect that. But the way, they, the way they're playing is just so dull. It's so lifeless. It, it, they, they, they're they happy with sitting behind the ball. And it's like, come on, man. You got people, you got players like Jaden Sancho not playing a minute during this tournament. It's it's so odd. It's just really uh, been d- disappointing to see. Second consecutive episode, where's Jaden Sancho? How do you not play Jaden Sancho? Uh, the guy that provides... thinking medicals at Manchester United. Well, there goes his career. It was nice while it lasted, <laughs> Jaden Sancho. Um <laughs> He also, uh, Gareth Southgate had to play Jack Grealish because he was forced to. Because Mason Mount was, he had to quarantine. So, it it, it wasn't like like uh, Gareth Southgate said, you know what, let's switch it up. Let's bring Jack Grealish. He was forced to bring Jack Grealish in. Um, but still, I mean, Jack Grealish, he, he shows why he's there. He shows why he is the player at Aston Villa. So, if you just keep giving him more opportunities, imagine him and Jaden Sancho on the right and Marcus Rashford on the left, or even if you want to keep Raheem Sterling, that's fine. But it would be a completely different team. It, it would be a completely different team. Jaden Sancho needs to get more minutes. Maybe, hey, hey, conspiracy theory here. Maybe, just maybe, Jaden Sancho starts against Germany. Why? Because he plays in the Bundesliga. Makes no sense, but, or somewhat makes sense, but maybe he was saving them for, I don't think he was saving him, but now he's going to be like, okay, you know German football, and most of these guys play in Germany, so it's your time to shine, buddy. I don't know. I mean, this, this theory has absolutely no legs to it, but wishful thinking? I hope so. I can. I'm just. I'm not gonna put my hopes up on Gareth Southgate. (laughs) He's playing two center defensive mids every match, and we already spoke about it. How you can push a Phil Foden back, you can push a Mason Mount back, and put him next to a a, a Declan Rice in the two, and and have more attacking players uh, playing further forward, and and really take down these teams because you don't need to be playing with seven defensive outfield players against Scotland. It's just really, really, uh, it's been odd. It's been odd to see. And maybe he plays Aiden Sancho against Germany. I just, I don't want to get my hopes up because I'm pretty sure he's going to play three sets of defensive mids against Germany and disappoint us all. So, man, it's, it's, it's been really weird to watch them this tournament. And that's probably what we're going to take from it unless they win it all. And even so, it would be, the weirdest way a team has won the Euros. <laughs> uh, Portugal four years ago or five years ago has something to say about that. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, some 
someone else that I've been very or or another team that has disappointed me quite a lot is France. For very similar reasons that England has disappointed me. You have all of this attacking talent and your biggest or your game plan is to just launch it up to Mbappe and hope that he that, that he's not offside. Like really can't you do a little better? And I know we were talking about Didier Deschamps last last episode, and we were talking about how he simplifies the game for his team. But I mean, you you have so many pieces to work with, and this is what you do: you you win one game, one nothing, with an own goal, and then you draw the next two. I don't know. Very disappointing. I, I think from France, very disappointing. I, I didn't think that they were going to win the Euro. Um, and then I, I saw what they did against Germany and I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm i dumb for, for picking against them. But I've seen the last two games and I'm like, mm, yeah, I think I was right in the beginning. I, I, I don't think this French team is going to win the Euro. I, I don't know. Have you been disappointed by them or is this kind of what you expected? Uh, I've been slightly disappointed, but the thing is, is this is, like the, the pragmatism is how they play. Like they didn't really wow anybody at, at the World Cup. They they beat teams one nothing, two zero. They don't really score uh, willingly like that. Even though they have the attacking quality, so I think with this team, since they've shown me that they won it before, I think they'll turn it on when it matters and they'll grind out results. It's just they they're definitely it's a, it's risky. It's definitely risky and. Um, Seeing Benzema finally score for them in that third group stage, even though it was in a in a in a draw, it, it's good. It's it's a good sign, I think, because I it, I think they have so much quality that it's just, it's just only a matter of time. And yeah, um, but it's a fair point. People say that Gareth Southgate has to stop managing France, and that's a dig to Didier Deschamps because. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard that one. That's so funny. Yeah, they 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 play so defensive, and it's like, (laughs) yeah, you have so much attacking quality. How about you give us the football that we want? Like, play on the front foot. You're not going to get burned. The thing is, the difference is, England's playing against Scotland, and 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 uh, now I'm coming to a blank. Who else is in the group stage? Oh, who else is in the group? Czech Republic Uh, and Croatia. Yeah, Czech Republic. Czech Republic and Croatia, maybe maybe Gareth Southgate will say that that's uh, their own little mini uh, group uh, uh, of death. But mm. France is playing against Portugal. Exactly, yeah. France is playing against Portugal, Germany, and Hungary is here to play. It's is very easy. You take it easy, and then that he can easily stay home in that group. So, and you saw it came down to the last day for Portugal. So. Yeah, um, I think with with France, just only a matter of time until they turn it on, until they play a a big team and and they really uh, start wowing us because they got they got so much quality, man. And the, another good sign for France, Paul Pogba is just playing out of his yeah. socks. He's playing out of his socks, man. It's just so it's such a sight to behold right now. And the big reason as to why he's doing it or why, why he's doing that and why he's playing so good is because he has a a safety blanket in N'Golo Kante. Pogba's free to do what he wants. He can he can he can roam up, he can 
pick out a pass and he can dribble past a few defenders because he has N'Golo Kante behind him, ready to clean up whatever mess he makes. And to be fair to Paul Pogba, he doesn't make that many messes. But when you have N'Golo Kante, you play with more confidence. You know he's there to to save the day should you mess up. So, yeah, the, that's why Paul Pogba is, uh, is, is having such a good tournament. And when he's playing good, it's fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. The, those passes that he picks are just incredible. He is, he is very fun to watch on his day. And when he's off, I don't want to see him. But that's a different story. Um, all right. We, we had a little topic prepared about Alvaro Morata, but honestly, I don't think we're going to have enough time. We'll leave that for next episode. I know Chris and I had a, a very, very good conversation about Alvaro Morata, and we wanted to talk about his psyche, and we wanted to talk about the mind of Alvaro Morata, because this man had to put up with Alvaro Morata's BS for, what was it, a season or two? Yeah, it was two long, long, dreadful seasons. Okay, well, yeah, well, my 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 condolences to you, sir. But we we will talk about that, and um, in I'd say in the next episode, because <laughs> surely Croatia is going to eliminate Spain. <laughs> um, we'll we'll talk about that in a later episode, likely the next one. Because it's it's very interesting. We just don't have enough time to discuss that the way that it should be discussed. We're going to talk about the round of 16 games. And uh, we're, we're going to really detail. I have here Belgium, Portugal, and I have Croatia, Spain. Do you want to talk about England and Germany too? Uh, we yeah we we let's see if there's enough time. I like those two matches that you like that you highlighted. Let's see if we have enough time. Uh, we'll make but, predictions on all of them, just like quick, okay. yeah. like like uh, rapid fire predictions. Um, let's talk about Belgium and Portugal. What what do you make of this matchup? I feel like it's the most intriguing one out of the round of sixteen because I feel like it's very level. It's it's very even, uh, but I do really only see one team advancing. What do you think about this about this matchup? Uh, I, I it's 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 going to be a great match to watch. Portugal has been really entertaining, and so has Belgium. So it's really exciting that they're they're matched up against each other. I got Portugal going through, and yeah, I got Portugal wow. going through because of Cristiano Ronaldo. I think okay. when, like, as we discussed before, he's the ultimate security blanket. I mm-hmm. think it's it's gonna be it's gonna take a really big effort to get him to 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 take it out because. Man, he's just so good. He's he still has it. He's still physically there, in which he can dominate the game um, when he chooses to. And I think once he found that out during his latter years at Real Madrid and now Juventus, that he's getting older, so he has to pick and choose his spots. So the the big games that he saves those his energy for, he shows up and he's this he's his best self. Uh, it's been really great to watch and it's been it's been really consistent so i think ronaldo leading portugal is something that i'm gonna um hang my hat on here and i think i mean sorry yeah leading portugal past uh belgium i think it's really something i think it's it's something i want to hang my hat on but if anyone can take them out i don't know if if without lukaku i would say it's kevin de bruyne but with them to with Kevin De, uh, with Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku uh, connection, I think that can definitely 
that, 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 that type of quality is definitely going to be uh, a real test for Portugal, but I think they advance. I, I really like your reasoning. I, I, I think that you're looking at it in the complete opposite way that I am uh, because I just I, I don't see Portugal advancing. I really don't. I feel like Belgium is, is going to be way too much on the attack and defensively. For a team that's supposed to be defensively sound, Portugal, I've seen quite a lot of mistakes. Nelson Semedo, my goodness. Thank God Barca doesn't, doesn't have him anymore. <laughs> Um, and, and then they have 30 something year old Pepe. I think he's like 38. Um, sure. You have Ruben Diaz and Rafael Guerrero on one side, but if your other side is vulnerable, then it just evens out and you have somewhat of a eh, defense. Um, and then Portugal has some dilemma in the midfield because they try to play Bruno. They try to play Bruno Fernandes those first two games, non-factor whatsoever. Um, then they bring in Renato Sanchez. And you see a little bit more physicality in the midfield. And for whatever reason, I don't know, I don't know why I have no proof, no evidence to back this up. But I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't like Bruno Fernandez. I don't know why. I I I, I have no idea why. But I get the sense like <laughs> I feel like for whatever reason in, in, in their in their training sessions, Ronaldo's obviously he's always there first. Bruno Fernandez gets there and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, here comes this guy. I don't know. I just get that sense. I have no idea why. Um, but there was a lot of physical, more physicality with Renato Sanchez in that midfield against France. So, yeah, if they pick Renato Sanchez to, to start against Belgium, I think that they will be able to, to contest in the midfield a little bit more. And Kevin De Bruyne won't be roaming as freely and working his magic as easily if it was Bruno Fernandez playing. Because if it was Bruno Fernandez, then he won't he won't drop back as much as, as Renato Sanchez. Um, I just feel like this Belgium team and and the way that Lukaku and De Bruyne have connected, similar to what you said, it's 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 quite scary. It's quite scary. There's nothing else like it in international football right now. Um, but I'll, I'll ask you this, and this is something that I've been debating for a little bit, but I found my answer. Do you start Aiden Hazard, or do you bring him in for 30, 20 minutes to close out the game or to find a result, a positive result? What do you do? No, I think... Uh... I think you definitely bring him in as a sub. Mm-hmm. I think he's just he's he's working it back to to his the, the form that we saw um, so consistently at Chelsea. But I think it's really uh, it would be too early to 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 say all right now go out there and be the match winner that we know you are. Uh, he definitely has that type of quality. He definitely has that type of skill, but. I would rather see him uh, utilizing a bench role where if you need him to make that difference, he's coming in fresh and taking on tired legs, trying knowing that he has to make that impact rather than thinking he has to come in and make the difference from the beginning. Um, I like having uh, Hazard and, and, and uh, Thorgan Hazard, his brother, and, and uh, Nasir Chadley on the left. I think they're both very fast and dynamic. Chadley used to play for, um, I believe he was at Tottenham, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he was a really uh, consistent player. 
And having those type of guys with uh, De Bruyne, with uh, Yana Carrasco and uh, and the Romelu Lukaku's, the guys who are proven quality, it's it's been really working for them. They're really dynamic, and I think that if they're gonna have a shot um, at disrupting that 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 uh, vulnerable side of at Portugal, it's gonna be with those dynamic players that could really punish uh, the the Nelson Tomatoes and the Pepe's for. Um, the, their rash challenges or sitting too high or going to sleep. Those are the type of guys that you want that uh, that will expose that type of weakness. So, uh, yeah, I would bring in Hazard as, as a sub and um, let him change the game like he knows he can, but without putting too much on his plate too early because if, uh, if, you, if you push him too far, we've seen it with Zidane where he, put, where he started him against Chelsea in the the second leg semifinal at Stanford Bridge, and he just looked lost. He looked really out of form, and he looked, he looked disinterested. So you could Hazard's a really tricky player, especially at this stage of his career. You really want to manage him the right way, and I think he would be off the bench. Man, imagine having Eden Hazard as your super sub. Only Belgium. Only Belgium. Um, so you made your pick Portugal advances, right? Yeah, I got Portugal advancing. I would say 3-2. Maybe a Ronaldo penalty in there, but I think, yeah, I think they advanced three two. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm I'm picking Belgium. Uh, I'm gonna be a little more conservative two one. Um, I I don't like to pick scores because I'm always wrong, but I think Belgium advances regardless. Um, could be one nothing, and I, I really don't know, but I think I think it's gonna be Belgium that that goes through. Um, all right, Croatia Spain. I really love this matchup too. I, I I really really do, and um, I'm I'm sure you were aware of this, but this would be the third consecutive Euro that they face off. They faced off in 2016, Croatia won. Faced off in 2012, Spain won. So it's one one going into this round of 16, and the last two times they faced off in the group stage in the third game of the group stage. So now they're gonna face off in a game that's direct elimination. And I'm here for it. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I think it's it's a really uh, great matchup. This isn't the Croatia that we're used to seeing. I can say that. But I think that they do have enough quality that they're going to punish Spain. And I think uh, I think they're going to really get the best of them. I think Spain is really going to suffer. Even if they have possession, they, they, Croatia is, is a well-drilled side. They're very well-coached. And they also have the, the, the leadership in Luka Modric to, to get through a tough game. And I think Croatia advances. I'm going to put them going through maybe one zip. Uh, if not, I'll go 2-1. But I think, two yeah, I'll go 2-1 just to be safe. But I got, I got Croatia advancing in this one. And Spain, for, for I mean, it's so tough because their, their team is full of individual quality. You can you can say that they have a really they have players like Sergio Busquets, they have Pedri, they have uh, Jordi Alba who just got hurt. Uh, they have they have a lot of uh, individual quality that plays for big for the, that play for big clubs, but they don't have that star guy who's gonna put the game on his back. And they've been trying to sell us on Alvaro Morata. and yeah, we don't have enough time to talk about him because even when he has even when he scores, he has four matches. Like, 
he just doesn't look there. And it, it's, it's, if you're going to, it, it, if you hang your hat on this, on this guy, it eventually is going to bite you. And I think Croatia has just enough quality just for it to be, for them to be the ones to, to put Spain to the sword. <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful to Alvaro Morata, but <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't contain my laughter when you said that. That they've been trying to sell us on Morata. I, I don't know why that was funny, but anyway, um, I I definitely agree with 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 what you well with your prediction. I I think Croatia advances. I think it's going to be a little more dramatic than what you said. I think that it, there's going to be more than 90 minutes being played in in this game. Um, the one thing that does make me a little bit hopeful about Spain is that they clicked against Slovakia. They they clicked because. Their attacking players weren't scoring, but other players from other positions came in and they helped. So that's always good. If you if you have threats in the midfield and your fullbacks can come in and 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 attack the opposing net, then you you will always be in a better position. With that being said, it was against Slovakia. This Slovakia team, I they fooled us against Poland. They really did. They they, they fooled us against. Against Poland, no one expected them to win. They won, and then they just looked like... I mean, let's be honest. They looked like what we thought they were going to look like. And and, and then you have the the, the goalkeeper. I um, His name escapes me right now, but um, he plays for Newcastle, and I think that's the first red flag that he plays for Newcastle. Um, he scores in his own net. I mean, that's one of the most bizarre own goals I've ever seen in my entire life. That was just so bad. Usually, when you have a situation like that, the guy just tries it. He just, like, slaps it over the bar. This guy tapped it into his own net. Like, are, are you serious, bro? Like, whatever. Lapse of judgment. Anyway, they clicked against Slovakia. Will they click again? That's the real question. They, they, they weren't playing like this against Sweden. They weren't playing like this or... They didn't have those attacking threats against Sweden or against Poland. So can they do it against a Croatian team that is arguably the best team that they're facing so far or that they've faced so far? Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I I really don't think so. Uh Alvaro Morata is his his confidence is it, it it's in the mud. There's no confidence in that man whatsoever. And of course you gotta feel for the human, but the player, come on, you gotta produce. You absolutely got to produce. Um, I do think Croatia advances. I think Croatia advances. And like I said earlier, they are on a mission to prove that Russia 2018 was not a fluke. So we'll have to wait and see. And 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 we also have to take this into consideration. This is probably Luka Modric's last Euro. It's very likely that it's his last Euro. And this might be Ivan Perisic's last Euro as well. So who knows? Maybe these guys link up. And Ivan Perisic, for whatever, sure, I mean, he might not be anyone's favorite player, but he scores in important games. He scored when they needed him the most. When it looked like Czech Republic was going to beat them in that second group stage game, who scored? Perisic. And then he scores again against Scotland. So if he scores against Spain, don't be surprised. It's just a trend. It's 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 what the trend is telling us. Perisic is going to score in an important game. He scored in the World Cup final, and and I think that that kind of tells you the type of player that he is. 
Yeah, I, he. You said he's not uh, anyone's favorite player. He's actually one of my favorite players. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's he's, and it's funny because he's not someone you really think about when you think like, oh, who's who's the top wingers in the world? He's he's getting up there in age. He's scoring less for his clubs or uh, that he that he uh, every year that he plays, but he he's a quality quality winger, man. He's he's deadly on that left side. And he has pace. He has technique. He can finish. So yeah, he's a he's a he's a really crafty player. And having that kind of guy with Luka Modric, and um, ha- and and them this like you said, this being probably the last Euro. So them being really being uh ex- inspired to, to to shut some people up. I can I can see them putting Spain to the sword, but. Spain, if they're going to have a chance in this, it's it's playing with a false nine and having guys like Ferran Torres. We talked about it last week, how he needs to play more, and then he, he starts the next match and scores. So once I think Spain is one of those teams that if they score one or two, then they'll then the, the, the Alvaro Moratas of the world will gain confidence and, and score a third. And, and and then they can they can look like the old Spain, but if you make it hard for them, if it's a 0-0 game or a 1-1 game and it's getting late in matches, I don't know. It's just they're not they're not really they don't look like they're cut out for that kind of game. And Croatia looks like they welcome it at this point. Yeah, they they have all the experience in the world and then they and they played a World Cup final three years ago. So they don't shy away from those tough games. That that is for sure. Um, all right, let's start making our quick predictions about about the round of, of 16 games. And the one that's going to open it up, Wales and Denmark. Who do you got for this game? I got Denmark. Okay. Yeah, I got I got Denmark. They look really inspired. Uh, my boy AC with that goal that you, that you highlighted earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look really up for it. And it would be it, – uh, they, have, they have a lot of individual spirit. Um, I wasn't familiar with too much of their squad prior to the Euro, but I think we all saw, even in their losing effort, that these these this team is full of men. They they, they just they they're ready to go. They're ready to to battle. They lost their their most talented player in Christian Eriksen, but they really look like they're inspired to 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 bring it home for him. And they they they're tough out Wales. They although Wales has a lot of individual quality. They, they they may be more talented than than a Denmark. You can see Wales putting up the odd game where if they're not there mentally, they, they can fall asleep. So I got Denmark advancing in this one. I was very, very uh, on the fence about this, but I'm going to pick Denmark too. I'm going to pick Denmark because of the feel-good story and because they have a good team and they have this guy named Damsgaard. I, th- I I think that's that's the guy that opened up the the score against Russia, right? He scored a banger as well. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a very very good player, that's for sure. All right, let's move on now. Italy, Austria, I think we made our pick earlier already. We're both going Italy, right? Yeah, I'm going Italy for sure. They, All right. They're the team of the tournament and it's for a reason. They look so strong, man. So until someone makes them suffer because they look really at home during these three games, yeah. it's Italy all the way. Well, that's something that I want to see too. I I would love to see Austria putting putting up a good fight and maybe getting ahead early in the game or or just having a lead at some point 
in this game. I just want to see how Italy reacts because if if it's one nothing with like 30 minutes played and Italy has no answers then I mean that kind of just goes to show that they were a team that only plays good with the lead but um I don't know. I I want to see a different a different face. I want to see a different side of this Italian team. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh those games were for Saturday. Let's talk about the ones on Sunday. Netherlands, Czech Republic. I got the Netherlands. Okay. I got the Netherlands. Yeah. They looked really We haven't talked about them too much. You've been you've been highlighting Jenny Wijnaldum and his 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 contributions. Not a lot of people are talking about the Netherlands. It's probably because their group was really not the strongest. But they're full of guys that are, are really good footballers. And they, they have the style that's unique to to, them, to, to, to the Netherlands, that, that total football that we love. And, man, they, they, they're really... Uh, they're full of they're, they're full of confidence, and I, I I like them in this matchup, and I like them going forward. Yeah, for for I mean, there's there's almost no way that they don't make it all the way to the semifinal. I know they have an easy draw should they advance to the quarterfinals. So we should see them in in a semifinal, and the way that they play, like you said, they're they there's a lot of people that hate the three five two, but they're they're doing it in a good way. So. And I never thought I would ever compliment a Frank de Boer-led team. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, Belgium-Portugal, we talked about that. You picked Portugal. I picked Belgium. Um, let's talk about the games on Monday. Well, Croatia-Spain, we talked about that one already. We both picked Croatia. France-Switzerland. I'm picking France. <laughs> no, I'm picking France. Of course I'm picking France. If, if it was like France against... Wales or against I don't know what other third place team like I don't know I, I can't think of another third place team like Czech Republic I'd be like okay I'm still picking France but I'm way more concerned Switzerland there's literally nothing that they do that impresses me at all they have great chocolate and that's about it their team not that good <laughs> I like I like uh, the striker uh, Alexander Isak. I think he plays the Real Sociedad. But yeah, they they. Oh, wait, you said Switzerland, right? Sw- yeah, 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 oh, yeah. He yeah, plays for yeah, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, we'll talk about him right now. Yeah, he plays for Sweden. Sorry. Yeah, Switzerland. They don't have much. Yeah, they have the chocolate, like you said, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of banks and a whole lot of banks. So yeah, we're picking France for that one. All right, last two games, England Germany. Hmm. I think you go first. I okay. Know, I want to know who you got because I know. Oh man, it's tough to call, but yeah, it's not that tough to call for me. It's not that tough to call because as as much as it pains me, I think that Germany is going to advance because I feel like if you have some sort of advantage over over your opponent, whether it's you've beat them already before or there's a rivalry there and you've been getting the better of them for the last few games, that plays into these games. Whether you like it or not, whether it's how the manager prepares for this game or how the players approach this game, it matters. It matters a lot. And I feel 
like this English team, as soon as they found out that it was Germany who they had to face, they were like, oh, no. Really? Really? It had to be them. Um, and don't get me wrong. This German team, they they are such a mess. It's fun. Um, but they are such a mess. They are a mess. They give up some goals that you're like, what the hell? Is this Germany? Like the goal that they gave up against Hungary, they, they equalize. And then literally you know, a few passes after, they're down 2-1. And you're like, you guys, it, it took you guys like 40 minutes to get a goal and you give it up in us in, in you give up the draw in the span of like 40 seconds. Like, seriously, could it have been at least a minute? And um, there are a lot of of voids that that this English team can exploit. But I just don't think that they're they're strong enough. I, I don't think that they have the courage and when I say they, I mean Gareth Southgate. I don't think he has the courage to attack, to be on the front foot. Um, he'll see Germany and he'll be like, oh, I missed a penalty against them. Uh, let, let, and just like you said, it. let me play with three defensive mids and they all have to play really deep. Who cares? We won't be creative. I think Germany wins this game. Yeah, Germany, is, is, this is going to be a, a weird analogy, but Germany reminds me of the class that has the retiring teacher or the retiring professor that just goes a little crazy. Yeah. But they, they have so much quality, man. Like Kai Havertz is really balling. Serge Gnabry is balling. Like they just have all these guys that are proven quality, play yeah. for top clubs, play for play in big games, know how to score goals, know how to get assists. And yeah, I think Germany does put them to the sword. I don't think England have the have the attacking impetus to, to take out a Germany because you're really gonna need to be free flowing to take out this kind of team. They're gonna score. Germany, I think that's the thing. They they're gonna concede, but they're definitely gonna score. And England they're built for it. That's the thing. England has the the, the Sancho, the Jude Bellingham, the Harry Kane and the Mason Mann and the Fodens. He doesn't utilize them right. He's going to play three center defensive mids. He's going to play a back five. It's going to be England parking the bus. And Germany has the players to get through that bus, man. So I think Germany's going to, it's going to take them out. That's the scary thing, that Germany has the tools to get through this English defense. And you use a very nice word that I won't even attempt to pronounce. Um, he That that they they have the, I don't know, the the in, in, what was it? The, imp- imp- <laughs> the attacking impetus. Okay. <laughs> That's just a, the, a, they, they just don't have the balls to attack the way that they should. Let's put it that way in a very colloquial um, manner. Uh, <laughs> man, it disappoints me that I'm picking against my, the, the team that I, I wanted to, I wanted them to go all the way. And I mean, rightfully so that, that's what I get for picking England to win the whole thing. Um, and now finally, Sweden, Ukraine, uh, no, no disrespect to the Swedish people or to the Ukrainian people. I know a lot of Ukrainian people, but I have other stuff to do at 2 PM central time on Tuesday, the 29th. I don't care about this game. Not, not one bit. Sweden. I, I can't think of a team that I like, that I like to watch the least. I, I hate watching them. 
It's a chore. It's a torture. And yes, I'm still bitter that they beat Mexico 3-0 in the World Cup three years ago. But that's not the point. I I I do not like watching them play one bit. I I don't I don't. Um they made it. They have exciting players. You were mentioning him earlier, Alexander Izak, and uh Dejan Kulishevsky as well. He showed that he is a difference maker in this team because he just carried that second goal. Uh, or so was the winner against Poland. I don't remember, but there was one where he carried the ball from midfield and then he he cuts inside and then he just gives the pass. And I think it was Emil Forsberg that scored scored yeah. the goal. But um other than that, I mean Sweden's gonna win this game. Um they the, the, the Swedish people not and they they play boring football and they make great tables. I'm kidding, that's terrible. I can't believe I just said that on a microphone as I'm using an IKEA table for this. <laughs> As I'm using an IQ table. In all seriousness, no. In all seriousness, I I do think that that Sweden is the superior team. They they use their what what they do best to their advantage. They they get they grind out results. Again, they do have exciting players, and I think that they they'll be a pest to whoever they face in the in the quarterfinals. I I think that they beat Ukraine and quite comfortably. Yeah, I got I got my my Switzerland boy. Uh, <laughs> Alexander Isak, yeah, he's 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 a beast, man. He's 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 playing really well for his club. He's playing well for his country. Um, that's the only reason why I would watch as well. This not this this game shouldn't be very competitive. Uh, Sweden really make it uh, difficult for the opponent. Um, and yeah, they 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 should advance. They they they're gonna be a tough out for whoever gets them going forward but um yeah i got them going i got them winning this game as well awesome there you go if you were listening to this and keeping track of the picks write them all down and then let us know how bad or good we did it with our picks all right that'll do it from us ladies and gentlemen chris what is your social media plug away in case the people don't know what they're missing out on <laughs> you can find me on twitter it's a uh, chris S-O-L-O-D-O-L-O underscore. There you go. All the takes, all the hot takes on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC. Follow the show at Total Foot Club on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have 63 subscribers. That's 63 more than we had a year ago. So thumbs up for that. Uh, subscribe to the to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way. Um, and as soon as the round of 16 is over, we will have another episode. And we will be talking about the games, breaking them down. Uh, similar to what we've been doing throughout this entire Euro. I already feel like I'm going to have severe withdrawals as soon as the Euro and the Copa America are done. So I need to get help before I actually need it. Uh, so that'll do it from us enjoy the games there's plenty plenty of games enjoy them all take care goodbye